This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 64. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast. This is episode number 64. I am Worker B. Will, now executing show introduction program, also present in the hive and totally drunk on flower nectar, is Worker B. Scott. You guys today. Also present in the hive and floating ominously above a lemonade stand is Worker B. Rebecca. I'm not the Queen Bee! Is, who is also a queen bee. Who is also a queen bee. I'm also the most beautiful bee that ever was. Hi. Correction. The most beautiful bee that ever was. Uh, it's good to be here. Acknowledged. Commence show details. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, uh, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man, Season 2, Episode 103, The Good Shall Survive. The air date was September 19th, 1984. And on this day in history, people were listening to What's Love Got to Do With It by Tina Turner. In this episode, Skeletor and the Tycons attack Buzzoff's colony of bee people. And... Another important fact about this episode is that we're going to meet a a race of bug folks who are very excited about eating things, especially honey. So to celebrate that, we are going to eat something we're not supposed to. <laughs> uh, it is we we actually got these really really delicious smelling uh, dog treats for our dog, and we looked at the ingredients, and they look like they're not harmful for humans. I mean, okay, it's real bougie, okay? The dog is very spoiled because he has a wheat allergy, and that is not a gluten intolerance, an actual wheat allergy, like anaphylactic reaction and everything. So the dog has to eat bougie food, and these are little bones made by Blue Dog Bakery. They're little cookies in the shape of bones. They smell like something you would eat on purpose as a person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to eat it. It is dog food. I really want to see that. I really want y'all to Quotations. eat it. You have to tell me about about it, though. We have it, uh, we have it uh, presented on a nice plate in the middle of the table. And if you hear the dog's uh, little clatter of nails on the wood floor throughout the episode, that's because he smells it. So we're about to eat it in front of him at some point in the episode. So wait with bated breath for our stinky breath. It's mm. forbidden fruit. There you go. I'm not going to eat it. Am I going to eat it? I'm not going to eat it. You will totally. You're totally going to eat gonna it. Am I going to eat it? I really want to know about it. <laughs> and then we're going to avoid each other's eat. breath for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's just... It's peanut butter and yeah. barley. It's wholesome. Yeah. It's real food. Just mixed to be dog food. <laughs> yeah. right? dog, real... dog food's mostly human food, right? I mean, yeah, you know? I mean, you, yeah. we all eat the same thing. We all eat the same thing. It's okay. Yeah. 
Eat dog food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this 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 is a bee centric episode. I was hoping we I didn't could... notice that. At you all. did? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> I just thought they had weird accents. <laughs> well, I was hoping we could talk about any bee stories or uh, insect stories, or especially stories about getting stung by bugs. Does anyone have any uh, bug sting stories they would like to share? Sea World. You got stung at SeaWorld? Yeah. By a whale? Terrible. <laughs> By a whale, yes. By his blowhole. <laughs> no, I got stung by a bee because at any amusement park that you go to, you go anywhere near a garbage can and you're probably going to get stung. Mm, so you were hanging out by garbage cans? Yes, hanging out by garbage cans as a six-year-old and throwing something away like a good human being. Because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't go looking. Oh. <laughs> Oh, the worst. I went to Cedar Point recently, and they have, like, drink stations. Oh, no, it's, it's actually where the workers are. So it's, like, behind, and they're, like, filling your pop. You go up to the station, and the, the workers are, like, flailing yeah, around geez. because there's bees yeah. everywhere around the pop machines. You're like, what? I don't understand. Why don't you just put it in, like, a thing or something? Put something around it. Yeah. Uh, like, there's got to be something that, that they can help them out. perilous and horrible. Uh, when I was a youth and I worked at Dollywood, that was always a problem. I had to work at the lemonade stand sometimes. Oh, that's exactly where Which happened. was outside, and we had a spigot that had sugar water, and, like, wasps were just, like, all the time. Sugar water? Yeah, like, like you had to squeeze the lemons yourself with the oh, lemon okay, squeezer, okay. and then you had to have the sugar water come out. And, like, they were just drawn to it. It was, like, it was perilous. And then I, you got to the point where you're just, like, swatting them all day and, like, swearing because you're 16 and you don't did care. You, did a lot of people get stung or no? Not really. No, not really. Cause, okay. And I, and I killed good. all of the bees myself. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's like, sorry, bees. But not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. What were you doing? I was just trying to do my job. But that is terrifying. It really is. Like, I, I don't know how people don't get stung all the time. Worst thing you ever had? The worst thing that I ever had was one time I was up on the railroad trestle. Uh-huh. Will, you love that uh-huh. about my childhood is how, how much time I spent on the railroad trestle. And we were walking down the tracks. No trains came on these tracks, though. This was behind my mamaw's house. And I walked into a yellow jacket's nest and got, oh. got very stung. So, yeah. Just was, once? I'm sure it was more uh, than it, it was like five or six because like i mean i figured it out really quickly when it happened i was like oh crap and like you know like ran got away uh i got stung several times though it was not what do you do do with that you just walk walk it walk it off like well that happened i mean yeah we went back to the house and and i remember some kind of poultice being applied (laughs) (laughs) spray some pam on it you're fine (laughs) oh yeah i mean you know like luckily i'm not allergic but or, you know, to any kind of a sting. But well, it was not pleasant. It was very scary. Well, after a certain point, though, you become allergic to it. No matter how what you are or whatever, I thought. Like, if you get stung so many times. I don't know what the limit is, but it depends on who, who you are. <laughs> I don't want to find out either. Well, yeah, I've heard that. That I don't sounds know. terrible. I don't know if that's scientifically proven. But, like, if, if you, like, run into, like, a bee's nest or something like that, and you're like, I'm not allergic, but you get stung, like, 20 times... The venom built up. Right. Yeah, eventually you're going to... It stands to reason. Your body won't like that. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. I've never been stung by one, but I think it's because... (laughs) Because I was so terrified of them. I've just lived my life in a way that I 
just avoid them completely. And I think I was terrified with them because in like 80s uh, children media, this was a big theme is kids who got killed by bee stings. Oh yeah, you don't want to go my girl on everybody. Exactly. That was yeah. the big one was my girl. We yeah. all we all remember the Macaulay Culkin stuff. But also there was the book also, uh, The Taste of Blackberries. Did you ever read that when you were a kid? No, maybe. Yeah, that was no, another. No. It's like a boy who cried wolf thing, and he said he was getting stung, and they didn't believe him, but he was getting stung, and it was one of all kinds of wars. That sounds terrible. It was terrifying. It was really terrifying. We read it in second grade. In second grade? <laughs> hey, look, I never got stung by a bee because of that book, so... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I, That's you won't good. see me messing with the bee people. I got stung in the ear ah. by a bumblebee... And that was just random. <laughs> um, and then my, I was over at my aunt's house, and like she has like a double deck. I was walking down to the lower deck, and uh, there was a hornet's nest or something like underneath the deck. And I didn't, I didn't know it was there. And I was like running as a kid, you know, running downstairs or whatever. And it like one of them hit me in the back of the leg, and I almost, I like almost fell down the <laughs> stairs while oh. I was running. It was terrible. That was that was probably the worst sting I've ever had. I don't know why. It just it, it was it like, just the one. It, it got me like right in the back of the leg. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. In, in Boy Scouts, you know, we, and we lived in the, in the area. Where we got lots of crazy bugs. I remember a, a friend of mine was working on a uh, some sort of some sort of bug merit badge. I don't remember, but he had to pin all these bugs to a board, and somehow he started messing with a cow ant. You know, but you don't know about those. They're like they're like giant wasps without wings, and they on the pain index they are like unbelievably <laughs> awful. And he touched, even though it was dead, he touched the little stinger thing, and I remember he just started screaming bloody murder. It was like one of those horrifying things I've ever seen. You just have a lot of gun trauma for someone who's never even experienced it firsthand. Well, uh, that scene of Indiana Jones where the bugs are calling out and they have to keep their hand on the thing, that was, was like stuff of nightmares. It was unbelievable. Well, like, oh, I've, I've told you about the cicada killers before. They're literally like, they're wasps they look like wasps the size of cicadas mm -hmm. oh, and they kill no. they the males don't do anything but the female is that's the one. what i heard mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly I'm so sorry. so all, all 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 the males do is they're born and then they fly around the nest just kind of like protecting They'll it be jerks yeah exactly and they die bomb you and all that stuff and they but they don't sting you but if you get like the female the female is what catches the cicada kills it and injects its babies inside of it oh. and then buries it so then when you know the next season or whatever the babies come eat feed on the cicada and then are born that's so metal <laughs> isn't the isn't nature beautiful <laughs> yeah exactly so but the i heard the, the female i've never been stung by one but i deal with them every summer and they suck but oh, uh so um, like could you imagine like Duncan teaching a science class for the attorney and children about that? And then they bury the corpse and <laughs> they feed upon its internal organs and blossom in the new season. He would love that. I didn't grow up in the South, so there's not a lot of bugs that can kill you around here. <laughs> you, you, have, you, have, you have bugs that can kill yeah. you. Yeah, we had the brown recluse and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah pretty, like the, uh, you have the um, black widow too. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, and some snakes too. Yeah, definitely had snakes. A lot of. Well, that's not a bug, but yeah, a lot of people's. You have to watch out for a lot of animals that can kill you. Yeah, alligators in the backyard, kind of thing. Yeah, which is where he was from, and not where I'm from. (laughs) Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, venom wise. I was, I was thinking like bugs. It's pretty much like Eternia. It's pretty much Eternia. Yeah. Okay. All right. right. It's very gross. There's a lot of mud pits. It's Eternia with a lot more almond brothers. There you, go. <laughs> uh, you know, um, like Attack Track loves the song Rambling Man. <laughs> Lord knows I was a rambling man trying to make a living. Go, man, it's rambling. <laughs> ramble, ramble, ramble. <laughs> this is Tycho. Is that one made of honey? Okay, so we start this episode right in the middle. Bug people. Right in the middle of uh, bees doing doing their bee job. They are collecting and storing honey in little canisters in their house-size hive and talking about how proud Buzzoff's going to be of them for their work. And that was funny to me because I didn't realize that Buzzoff had like a particularly high standing. I thought he was just another one of the bee people, the same way Stratos might be for the bird people. Well, Stratos is a pretty well-regarded bird oh, man, is Oh, I see. Okay, he? okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, he's like, the, he's like their leader. Oh, okay. I've, I've just not given yeah, anybody do, any do, credit. Do, do, do you remember that one? Uh, was I that think my, you had a lightning my... round. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. The, the, yeah, he's the leader. Okay. Or was the leader. All right, so if you show up, the if you're palling around with He-Man, you probably have some status. <clears throat> That's yeah. true, yeah. Like you... Stratus. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, yeah. uh, And before we can even proceed to talking about the story, I think we always got to talk about everybody's look. So they look pretty similar to um, Buzz Off, but some of them have different uh, headpieces. They, they all... look real strange without the headpiece. They do. They do. It's, they look... Oh, it's they super got creepy. Like, um, like it's like flesh-colored faces and stuff, but their bodies are bee-colored and. Rebecca, help me out with these outfits. I, I help me out with the outfits. I don't know. I just, they I should just, all wear helmets. I yeah. don't. Why? Why, why didn't I have the guys without did, the helmets? Did their eyes disturb you? Is that what it was? Because it's they had to these sort saucer. of flat-colored blue mm-hmm. eyes. I think maybe. Yeah, and the, and the girls one had hair. She had a hairdo. That was a little yeah, odd. And like the, drones the, had a little little uh, fin in the middle, but the rest of them were just like uh, bald flesh, sort of flesh-colored, and all of them. Everyone gets an ill-fitting, painted-on, one-piece bathing suit. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Matter, no matter... That's the look. No matter what's going on, everybody mm. wears that. <laughs> well, these aren't spiders. They can't weave silk, okay? Like, bees <laughs> probably don't have a lot of good things to make outfits from. <laughs> They're like, here's some old straw wrappers. That's all they get. They just have to make all their clothes out of old straw wrappers they find in garbage cans because they're bees. <laughs> I, it looked like they just painted them. It looked like they just paint, they painted each other. Uh, they, they get the, like the leftovers and that all the tube tops are the same. Yeah, it's just like a it's bunch just... of irregular tube tops. <laughs> you wear this irregular tube tops. <laughs> this is now our outfit. <laughs> So now we have to make irregular tube tops yeah, just like, to match other people. It's fetching. <laughs> Once they like establish the look, they're just stuck with it forever. That's so depressing. Just work. 
<laughs> we get our conflict pretty quick. I guess just in like a room off to the side, there are these old creepy eggs that we decided we never need to investigate or ask questions about. I think it's they were kind of underground, okay. maybe. Like, and the honey got to them. The honey dripped through, I guess, a crack in the okay, ground. And that's it fair. went a little bit underground. That's fair. And there were some larvae. Mm -hmm. And then from them, because the honey dripped on, on the egg. I guess it excited them. I got them all riled up. Good <laughs> honey. And out emerges a different kind of bug which we will now learn are called tycons, and they are extinct bugs that shouldn't be making an appearance, but here they are. And they immediately come up and they start just going nuts on the honey supply. <laughs> and you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember uh, in the Audis when Hulk Hogan had a reality show and then they had those episodes where nasty boy Brian Knobs comes to his house <laughs> and just like messes everything up? <laughs> It's just, just like bad guests. Yeah, it's just like, like it's like the B version of that. Just out of control. Yes, like 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 Brian Knobs just just doing nasty like like their pool is dirty now. It's like that's what <laughs> these bugs are doing. It's the same thing. I like their look. They're sort of uh, mantis-like and have these great little um, helmets. They look like who's the, uh, who's the bug from Space Ghost? Zorak. I thought they looked yeah, like Zorak. They looked too. like Zorak. Yeah. They were really they were really fun. Yeah, I did I did like them too. The Tycons were fun. Yeah. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have tube tops. They have like whole outfits. Mm -hmm. They have like whole well, ensembles. They had antennas. They had eye. I, I, I think the problem is the eyes. The eyes look like they're just closed mm -hmm. eyes, and there's nothing to them. The like, bee people, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Tycons. I mean, they even had knee pads. They got down to knee pads. I know the knee pads were an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. I liked the knee pads. <laughs> so at the same time. Orko is giving a magic show to the bee children. All the bee children have beetles haircuts. Thank you. Thank you. That was a neat trick, Orko. <laughs> Me too. Uh, beetle Yeah, haircuts. I wonder if that's like, like a pun. Beetle. Scott's got to stick with the, the bee thing. We have to. It's, it's very <laughs> important and necessary. I like how the kids got so bored of the magic show that they started like, inventing tricks for Orko to do. Like, See, we'll I, make it appear over there. I thought that they were very, very polite. This is like the best audience Orko has ever had for his magic. Like, outside of Trala, I guess, where he's ostensibly a respected magician. <laughs> I thought they were very polite, the children. And they were even polite when one of them got jarred by mistake. Which I imagine is, imagine is very tra traumatic. By for jarred, me. Rebecca means one got teleported into a into jar. Into a jar, they got jarred. Yeah, you knew what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> it's traumatic for a bee. That's like the worst oh, thing I to happen if true. you're like if you're a bee. You're like, oh god, I've been jarred. Oh no, like what's gonna happen to me? Like, do they know to punch holes in the bottom of it? <laughs> I mean, put I'm... it in the freezer so they slow down. <laughs> see? See, yeah, this bad... is why we don't want to be in jars. Because Scott's are going to get us. Exactly. <laughs> bad stuff is going to happen to us if we go in a so jar. So why don't he even that's, think that's... of that? And then later we're going to send that's Henry That's you tie out. a string around it. You tie a string around a bee. And you, you wonder why a bumblebee stung you in your ear is because they had you marked for death. Yeah. Like, I didn't actually ever do that. But... I'm normally a peaceful bee, but Scott tied a string around me I get and... to my friend Roger over here <laughs> he's not the same anymore so when Orko learns about the problem in the hive he volunteers that all the bees can go to the palace and we assume Randor is going to be fine with that <laughs> and we also assume that Randor is familiar with 
the bee people he's not going to think it's some new gang of monsters storming the palace <laughs> yes apparently he is because well we'll see a little bit later they're having like a state dinner with buzz off so yeah, i'm, so, I'm sure that. he is apprised of the bee situation but yes that is funny like go on in there okay so if, if bugs weren't exciting enough we get to cut over to skeletor so skeletor is going to be involved skeletor is watching this all unfold and he has an idea that explain to me what's happening <laughs> so I guess first the, the plan is just Skeletor is excited because he knows the Tycons can help him sow chaos. And eventually that will morph into the plan to send the Tycons to the palace to get um, all of the food out of the food stores and all of the honey out of the honey stores. And then he can make Randor pay him, Skeletor, for food to replace all the food that the Tycons no, no, will eat. He- but he, he wants to pay him, and he wants all the secrets to Castle Grayskull. And all the secrets to Castle Grayskull, right. Money and all the secrets yeah, to Castle Grayskull. Yeah, there's a few steps. I got to connect the dots, yeah. Um, I love Alan Oppenheimer with all my heart, because when he sees the Tycons show up on his little screen or whatever, he goes, Tycons? How can that be? And he just said it. Just you just heard him. He you heard the pun in his voice. It was beautiful. I was like, that was just. Oh, and they probably on. didn't write that for him. He probably just exactly. That, out. that was definitely that yeah. was that was all him. It was adorable. <laughs> Tycons, how can that be? Oh, in Act Two, Tycho finds honey. So this is what you were talking about, where uh, they're having that uh, state dinner with uh, Buzz Off, and Orko teleports into the middle of some porridge in the middle of the table. And, uh, when you have a state dinner with Buzz Off, do you change your menu or do you all have to eat what he likes or can you eat what you like? It did look kind of crazy with him just sitting at the table with his little pincers like right? sitting on the table. It's like, do you have some nectar I can sip? It's like, you know, what like what work goes down there making pies and uh, he can't have them. rolls for you. And so that would be good. But then it's like, are you all going to eat nectar? That seems like the polite thing to do, but what a terrible dinner. Okay, so... Orko has been convinced by the bee children to come and warn them of this situation because the Tycons have like totally raided the bee area. And he is successful in his magic trick to get there. At the same time, the little girl bee, do we have a name for her? Mm-mm. I feel like they called her something at some point, but I, I totally missed it. But the call her Beatrice. Beatrice. So Beatrice has been lectured by a, a bee man about you know how you should be brave and help people and how the bees are going to rush to defend the hive, which I actually thought was quite moving. Maybe I'm a little ahead of us of where we are, but I thought that was a moving little speech, you know, about about being helpful and and you know protecting what's yours. I'm like, oh, bee people. Our soldiers sure are brave. An unselfish little one. Will I be brave and unselfish when I grow up? If you want to be, that will be your choice, Tyke. I choose to help now. And the little girl, she had a voice that was like Madame Raz, but a bee. Mm -hmm. Also, did you notice that Buzz Off changed his voice since the last time we saw him? Because remember, wasn't he the one that we said sounded like Bill Cosby? Yes. Yeah. Bill Cosby, monster. Yeah. <laughs> and it was weird, but he wasn't doing that this time. Right. So luckily that, that shtick didn't, didn't stick yeah. around. <laughs> so uh, that's why Orko shows up at that state dinner. And after he tells the court 
about what's happening, uh, Duncan says, okay, well, we'll pop over there, and then, Adam, why don't you tell our friend He-Man to meet us over there? <laughs> right, very helpful. Mm, good idea, Adam. Oh, did I hear Adam say He-Man? Come on, cringe. We've got a job to do, old buddy. So, um, Skeletor now makes his overture to the Tycons. He appears, and he, sa- and he says, did I hear someone say, honey? <laughs> and then the Tycons have the greatest voice and they say something. They like, honey, you have more honey. <laughs> I love how dumb and rude the Tycons are. They're hilarious. Well, they're like, they, it's the Ram Man voice, but like in bug form. <laughs> honey. I know where you can find more honey. Honey, you have more honey. I can get you all the honey you want, but I'll need your help. Skeletor directs them, I guess as a sign of good faith, he directs them to one of the bee people's other honey storage buildings. Sure, Before yeah. he sends them to the to the palace. I'm not sure why we went there first as a stopover. I guess he needed to, to prove that he can find them honey. There was the palace warehouse that had all the food, but then it also seems like there was like a royal apiary or something like that. Maybe where all the bees were, and that's where they went first. There were two locations, okay? <laughs> And that's where uh, He-Man shows up and scares Skeletor. Skeletor falls in the water. Uh, the Tycons are not impressed. And uh, uh, He-Man says, I think one of He-Man's best lines, he says to one of the Tycons, like, those aren't your honeycombs. It sounded like he was talking about cereal. It was pretty funny. I'm He-Man, and those honeycombs belong to the people of Eternia. So we see some more powers that the Tycons have. They're super strong. They've got eye beams that are supposed to be like sting stingers. Yeah, they have a, a sleep stinger. That they mm-hmm. get He-Man with, so it's pretty powerful too. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Battle Cat uh, is being rambunctious and causes and collides with He-Man, and so uh, He-Man gets stung. Yeah, they did a pretty good job with this fight, making the stakes pretty high. Um, I really enjoyed. Like, I, I did feel that there was some like vulnerability there with the with the bee people. Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. all rushing to the defend the hive, and they really can't stop this force. And like, they're actually a pretty big problem if they can't get this sorted out. Because I mean, like a pest that eats several times its own weight in honey and food every day is not a thing you really want in your kingdom. <laughs> well, I was wondering if they got so many great the uh, Tycons have so many great defenses and everything. I didn't know how they went extinct in the first place. Right? And now that they're yeah, I I just I want to know what happened to them and how long they've been extinct. They, I, their whole deal was very exciting. So, well, since eventually they get to talk about friendship and being nice and, and, and being helpful instead of just taking what you want. And maybe they just went extinct because they were just tired of being mean. <laughs> we don't know any different. Blah. I really don't know. It was a mystery. Are you seriously going to do this? Will, you feeling hungry? He can't stop looking so, at cookie. Yeah, we're talking about uh, in, insatiable hunger from our Tycon friends. So as promised, I think we want to get in the mood to see what it's like to be a Tycon. And so we're going to try to eat one of the dog's dog biscuits. We could I just mean, eat some honey, but no. <laughs> I have honey. Do you want me to put honey on the dog biscuit? No, I think we have to get the raw experience. Okay. I really, I'm just very curious. I have to tell you, I have been smelling that bag of dog biscuits and like thinking, that it smells yeah, so good. Rebecca, I'm not going to eat it though. Yeah. I have too much dignity. Okay, so I'm trying to break them off. It's really chewy, so I'm going to do one <laughs> at a time. 
Are you really going to do this? Yeah, I'm breaking them into three pieces. So, no. Rebecca, you can have the small <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm taking the big one. Scott's having no. the second biggest. Uh, why don't we can, let's it. smell them a little bit and talk about what they smell like they smell good they smell yeah. ex exactly like a peanut butter cookie to me yeah, they're not, yeah. they won't be sweetened though because like it's for a dog okay and we've discussed there's nothing crazy in them like fish heads no, or these are like human better poison than, these are like better for you than oreos i'm pretty sure <laughs> all right <laughs> you should eat these oreos are oreos. vegan just there so is, everybody know. True. there's a warning system going off in my body that i'm not supposed to eat really? this really yeah. i think it should just it's okay. just a cookie did you this want some is, cheese on this it? is a pretty it's big one how big would you call this like an inch and a half yeah. by, by an inch and a half, by half it's like inch. definitely i'm gonna have to chew this so i'm gonna get <laughs> i gotta go first well you should we do it? On, should we all do it together? Or do you want one person to be? It. I'm scared if I do it, and I'm it'll scare you too bad. You I'm won't do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I want to know. Oh, don't hand it to me. No. <laughs> you don't want to talk about how good it tastes. <laughs> I mean, how good it smells. You've already had one. Are we doing this at the same time? Or are we just doing the? I think we should do it at the same time. Okay. I think we should do it at the same time. <laughs> Put it in Rebecca's hand. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna eat it. Okay, on on three we're gonna eat it. Okay, one, two, three. I can't believe it. No. It's still chewing up. It's really chewy. I'm gonna give the dog my portion. Oh, Mary's lying. Okay. The dog is eating it with enjoyment. Oh my god, it's I can't bad. get it done. Like, it's Hurry bad. up. It's like it's like bread. It's like bread that's that's not very good. Yeah, I'm getting oh. I'm getting kinda of used to it, but also kinda of upset I'm getting used to it. <laughs> and it's all in my teeth. Like it's gonna be here for the rest of the show. Okay, I'm about to be able to swallow my first swallow. It's pretty nope. dry. It's like it's like the driest thing I've eaten in a long okay, time. Okay, it's gone. I ate the dog biscuit. <laughs> It's better than milk bone. It was pretty good. And yeah. now I'm trying to decide what that means about my life. That your dog eats better than you do? I think so. Yeah, so I would agree with Scott. It's kind of it's kind of bland. It was kind of it was kind of like bread. I, don't, I didn't it's really like, It's it's like if you took a piece of hardened bread and then added the thinnest layer of peanut butter that you could yeah. get. Yeah. Like it's and a peanut butter. It just a little bit. It's like aromatically peanut butter. It's not really a yeah. cream. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, I, I, that was that was okay. Well, I mean, you know what? I now wouldn't I, tear apart a whole bee colony nest to get it. But <laughs> well, I feel okay. Like now, I know it's okay not to eat it because I'm not missing anything. I don't have FOMO about those dog biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rebecca thinks she's better than us just because yeah. she didn't eat a dog biscuit. All of a sudden, she's, ooh la la, your highness, you don't eat dog food. Excuse me. <laughs> You've been trying to eat something weird on this podcast for the whole time. And <laughs> now it's a why. thing. Now it's a thing. Now we got to do it like every other time. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So Rebecca has to eat two things next time. <laughs> yeah, there you I go. Don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no. no. Ooh la la, madam. <laughs> <laughs> this is Taiko in Act 3. Um, also, honey. What happened? You were hit by Tykor's sleep stinger. The Tykons? Where are they now? So He-Man wakes up in bed. Yeah, like in the palace, and they're all concerned standing over him. 
I say it's time to get out that old He-Man robot that they built that, that way back, way back when. <laughs> Didn't he fall into the ca- cavern with Faker? I think I don't know about. No, I think he just like freaky deaky had his face ripped off inside a tech oh, track. Oh, that's right. They're discussing the Tycons and and their scourge. And uh, uh, Duncan's like, let's not be quick to judge them. It's like, well, I mean, I think it's okay to pass a little judgment on them, Duncan. It's okay. Because apparently the reason why they're so rude is just because they've never been taught to not just eat all Everything. Yeah. And I am okay with that, I suppose. But then I also feel like they're still going to have to eat a lot, no matter what mm. you talk, talk them into or not. I wonder, if there, I wonder if there's any locust famine during this time. I mean, you know, you would think that they would have had to have been. I mean, well, or, or you know, that's, that's where they got their inspiration from, at least. Oh, yeah. Remember in uh, the Little House on the Prairie books, the one where there was the big grasshopper swarm and then it ate crops and stuff? It was, like, disgusting. I don't remember that part of it. It was yeah. in the books? It was in On the Banks of Plum Creek. It was in that one. There's all, oh, there was a whole series of those books? Oh, yeah. Yes! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't read much. I just ate dog biscuits. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not into culture. We like books which no. you can smell. Which you can scratch and smell. <laughs> we like but anyway, that Does did happen. Does this one have pictures in it? <laughs> that did happen in the Little House on the Prairie series. Oh, did it? Okay. It did happen. Yeah, was it in the TV show, too? I don't know. I do not know. I still got dog biscuit in my mouth. It's like, come <laughs> out. I need a floss. Oh, I, yeah, so I like how Duncan's excuse is very particular to Eturia. And he said, well, they're from ancient Eternia, so they don't know better. And what we see from ancient Eternia is just a bunch of loudmouth screaming kings and terrifying animals. It's so true. it's just bedlam. Nobody knew any better. Everybody's bashing each other with clubs and getting eaten by things back then. And so I don't know why they're not more concerned that the Tycons are now heading to the royal warehouse where all of the food for all of the kingdom is stored. Like, this seems like a pretty big problem. Yeah, and that's where the little bee girl tells them that uh, they should, that they're going there next because she overheard Skeletor talking about it. Yes, yeah, so she was helpful and brave. So they go to the storehouse, and about the only noteworthy thing here they see is that it's emptied, right? And they see that. Uh, Orko's baking soda cake he made has been eaten. It looks as if we're too late. Look! They even ate my special baking soda pie I made for the king and queen. Baking soda pie? Yes. Let's talk about that. This is weird. We spent a lot of time on this. This is weird. I know. I thought it was I thought it was charming though, because Orko comments that they have eaten everything in the warehouse, including his baking soda pie. And Tila is like, What are you talking about? That is insane. They do you don't that's not a food. And Orko shows her the recipe book where it says baking supreme pie. And she's like, Orko, that's not what that says. So like Orko is terrible at magic and cooking. And reading. And reading. And apparently this gives uh, He-Man a little hope that he's like, hey, well, if there was a lot of baking soda in that pie and they ate it, then that's probably going to give them a stomach ache. Which actually is luckily what happens, apparently. Yeah, I, I was kind of... So Orko saves the day, right? Yeah, Sir, true, Sir true. Orko saves the day. He did, totally by accident. This kind of bugged me a little bit. I mean, as somebody with a... Look, lactose intolerance is very serious, people. And uh, I heard that they were having a stomach ache. For some reason, I felt really bad for them, like in a way more so than I would if they were like <laughs> beat up or shot by lasers or something. It just sounded terrible. Aww. And it did sound terrible because when they went to look for the Tycons, the way they found them is they heard some 
moaning. It's terrible moaning. It's coming from over there. It sounded like like everybody ate clams at the same wedding, and they're just like all like, Ooh. oh. <laughs> yeah, and apparently in their weakened state, they are amenable to friendship discussions because <laughs> like, well, they can't eat right now, and therefore they're going to be willing to hear Duncan's plea for them to be civilized. And yeah, I, that Tycon was having a pretty easy time holding a conversation with his stomach hurting. If your stomach's really that hurt, you are not going to be having a conversation. He should have been sweating or something. <laughs> did, uh, did did you see the part where uh, He-Man and the Tycon did the dirty dancing move? Well, what do we have here? Where he ran at him. Where he ran at him and then He-Man like picked him up. I and totally then put him back down. missed that. Yeah, when they first landed. And that's when they talked. No one helps Tycons except Skeletor, but then he makes us sick. Sick, sick, sick. Everyone else thinks Tycons are bad. We don't think you're bad. You you just haven't been given a chance to be good. Besides, it's more fun to make friends than enemies. How about it? So apparently the Tycons are like okay with this. They don't want to fight anymore. We'll try peace. <laughs> okay. And again, this doesn't solve... You give his... us all your food, right? <laughs> like, they're still going to need to eat. What do they think is going to happen? Like... They're going to have to basically be farming slaves for their like their own food supply. Like how are they going to eat? Mm-hmm. How is there enough food for them? That's what I was going to that's what I was going to say like you introducing a, a previously extinct species into this ecosystem, what is going to change? How are we going to accommodate them? Yeah, that was not answered. And this and this problem gets compounded at the end, which which we'll talk about. As long as they don't reproduce much more than they are. Well, now. that's what I was wondering too. That was a, a, a big question gonna. I had. Yeah. Cuz if know, they were reproduce a lot there's that yeah no it's not gonna work yeah you gotta you, release them in snake mountain yeah you know those tycons are gonna be having babies having bug babies gross little babies going Bleh. you know that's gonna happen <laughs> this is a disaster looming everyone but i thought uh, i'm afraid your little trick has backfired skeletor so he-man totes the tycons off to see Skeletor in Snake Mountain. Yeah, and uh, so it's He-Man, Tycor, and Buzz-Off. They come back to Snake Mountain to demand Skeletor's food supplies because, you know, Skeletor, since he was the one who sabotaged them all, then blah, 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 you owe us food. Fine. And uh, Webster and... Cobra-Con? And Cobra-Con are there to fight them. We haven't seen Webster very much, Mm -mm. actually. So I... I haven't seen him very much at all. This is one of the few times he's shown up. And then Cobra Khan is being good and gross with his powers. I think Will chews a lot of episodes for me because of the Webster. Yeah. I've seen Webster. The grappling hooks. Yeah. He's seen the grappling hooks. Yes. Cobra Khan had, uh, I think they gave him a little new new power here where he had the stretchy arms. I know they made a separate He Man action figure called Squeeze. I think I'm right about that. And um, and I guess in the cartoon, Cobra Khan just had some various snake-type powers. How about a little sleeping gas? So uh, they upend them and stick them in some, into some planters, and He-Man's real proud of making jokes about uh, putting them in planters. Oh, yeah, that, it was a weird, like, old man phrase. That went on for a long time. 
Like, first of all, what does He-Man know about decorative planters? Like, is this it's something a, that he yeah, really... You could tell dads wrote this. Only dads talk about planters. And it's one of those things where He-Man said it, like, three times to make sure you heard him. He made, like, the same jokes. Like, uh, again, uh, it looks like a, like he makes a better planter than a villain, right? Well, I think you two look better as planters, don't you, Tycor? <laughs> I don't know, Skeletor. You look pretty good as a planter, too. <laughs> They really did. They really went with that joke a long time. I thought it was kind of weird, too. They were trying to convince the Tycons about living a peaceful life, and they bring them here and just have them make a different fight, and they're laughing at it. I feel like they didn't really teach the Tycons a good lesson. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if the Tycons were a, a, a thinking a thinkinger bunch, they would have said... But that's not what you just said. Yeah, they've been extinct for a while. They don't understand the subtle distinctions or aren't going to appreciate them the same way. That's okay. Don't thank me, Your Highness. It's Tycor to whom we owe our gratitude. So, because they won the fight and they're going to try peace, now their job is going to be to guard the honey comb fields. That does not sound like a good idea to me. I mean, even, <laughs> no. if, they, even if they have good intentions, they're going to be tempted, right? They, they really are. It's it's like a it's like a tantalus tale, you know. Like it's it's just that's just terrible. That's like it sounds like a punishment. That doesn't it's sound like, like a reward. It's like telling your very good dogs, like guard this pizza with your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, like I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy now. <laughs> what if the pizza fell in my mouth? It's just too tempting. And the, bee, and the little bee girl is made an honorary guard by Randor. I love Randor's stupid titles he gives people at the end of episodes <laughs> where he's just like, you'll be the best bee girl. Like, it's so <laughs> stupid. Everybody has to get a medal at the I end. I know. That's all Randor does. Oh, he does not do any governing. He just does that. We didn't talk about this, but at the state dinner, did you like it when he said... Uh, something about a uh, gentleman and then turns to Marlene and goes, and ladies, like they had had a talk about it before. Like, she's like, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I did. I do remember that though. That's funny. Orko cooked a recipe for this ceremony and Tila tells everybody to watch out because it's bubbling and it explodes the dumplings everywhere. And they make a 4th of July joke. Save the recipe, Orko. Maybe we can use your pies next 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can serve them on the 4th of July. Yeah. I... And I guess we've also learned that Orko still has not learned about not using baking right. soda. So that, because that is what would happen. He mixed baking soda and vinegar and made like a 4th grade volcano. Well, um, I'm just glad they celebrate American independence in uh, <laughs> right. Eternia. I guess Marlena had a big influence. <laughs> yeah. She did. She did. This is all Marlena's doing. <laughs> She's from NASA. It's a real a real patriotic organization. All right. Our moral is to share and not steal. Just ask for the stuff that you want. There are right ways and wrong ways of getting what you want. Okay, fair enough. If someone has something you want, say a toy you'd like to play with, or maybe some candy or cake, don't just take it. That's stealing. I think if you're big and strong enough, you can take whatever you want, right? Like the talons. <laughs> That's the real lesson. Tycoons? Can I have this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you man. Yes. <laughs> if you ask creepily enough, you will get things you shouldn't have. <laughs> I want this. All right. I want to know how we want to rate the bee people. You know, I didn't hate this episode. It was actually pretty fun and weird, and that goes that goes pretty far with me. Although it was. I mean, I still don't understand how they wrapped it up 
so easily with the Tycons not eating anymore, but okay. So I'll give it like a 3.9. That's kind of where I'm at here. It's not quite a 4. 3.9 baking soda pies out of 5. That's where I'm at. Although I did like this one. It was weird. I do like the ones that are super mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. I'm going to go 4.2 baking soda pies. I really like everything to do with bugs. I thought the Tycons were... Uh, a great addition and they were super funny and everything i i do think if they would have stuck the landing a little better this could have been an even better episode yeah it, there was a lot to like about it though still yeah i would especially like to know more about where the tycons came from to make them sort of make it sort of neater like a like a dinosaur waking up or something and i want to know i want them to have a better better job in eternity and i want to know how they're going to fit in and everything but yeah it was pretty it was pretty fun it was pretty fun and pretty weird and also like when we get to see new locations where they had to think about their worlds and everything it's fun to see the inside of the beehive and everything like that scott yeah. what say you uh, i i was okay with it uh 3.8 i would say i i wanted more of a backstory with the bee people i guess i feel like they focus on the tycons i mean that i know i know that was a story or whatever but i I wanted more backstory of where Buzzoff stood in that, mm-hmm. you know, Bee People area and like that. I wanted another episode before that. And then this one would be better because then I realized, you know, I'd see what was going. But I did like, like the Bee Castle and all that stuff. That was, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's our show for today. Oh. Next week we'll review <laughs> Season 2, Episode 19 of she Bo's magical gift, in which Bo takes Shadow Weaver's wand and gains magic powers, but he gets laughed off the stage at his middle school talent show. If you'd like to follow along with our show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Or tell your house robot to play the Wizards Night Shirt podcast. I do like how you say that so you don't activate hours. I think about that every time. We well, I just don't like saying her name, okay? I feel like she's listening. Well, I mean, that's good, too, because you can say, hey, hey, Google, play the Wizards Night yeah, Shirt. Yeah, you could also podcast. say Oh, I see, I see. Too. Okay. Yeah. We're do- yeah, okay. Well, we want to thank you for listening, and please remember, if you eat a dog biscuit, make sure you have a follow-up cookie or dog biscuit. <laughs> That's uh, a real chase tip. Your, chase your biscuit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The real pro tip is always a You will be the honorary guard of the honeycomb fields. Really? Wow, thanks! This calls for a celebration. Did I hear celebration? Okay, how's your breath feeling right now? <laughs> it's fine. I keep getting like bits coming out of my teeth though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I feel like I'm going to need like a real cookie. I can't decide if stacking a cookie on it makes it grosser or if I need to like brush my teeth. But also, I don't kind of don't want a, my toothbrush to get involved with dog food. <laughs> it's not dog food. It's just bland people food that dogs can have. 
Well, there you go. That's a better way to put okay. it. Okay. We didn't eat dog food. We eat bland food that dogs can eat. Yeah. Yeah, dogs can also have it, but people can eat it. Do you feel like on a low sugar diet this would be a good this would be a good option? It tastes like that. It really does taste like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like you're like I just ate that. How many calories are in one of those things? Probably a lot cuz it's a lot it's a it's bread. <laughs> it's carbs. I don't know. It didn't have a calorie count. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if we could do it like is it like a, a pre pre workout fuel or something like that. I have like a dog biscuit there and you just go. go go pound out some weights. Yeah. <gasps> I'm sure. That's living the dream. <laughs> oh, I can imagine Got the that, dog that, muscles. That, that that conversation before your workout, your trainer, you know, he's like, Hey, what so what would you fuel this workout with? Well, I had three dog biscuits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh is that uh is that like a slang or something yeah you're like no no seriously i had three dog biscuits i'm like i want to do awesome on my tug of war i mean i don't have anything to add this but you know what's real funny is like dogs that are jacked like dogs that are ripped like dog muscles that's real funny to that me. it's weird like, <laughs> I, I i always thought about that like like bulldogs and like pit bulls they are like, very they, muscular they, they stand like with like the you know like the the, the shoulders out and everything like <laughs> yeah. like like a big big dude would stand and yeah. you'd have to walk through the door sideways yeah like a pit bull looks like he's always about to just start doing some push-ups yeah exactly there you <laughs> like, go like the push-ups with a clap he's, wow. he's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that to the dog is intimidating i own this street <laughs> dog muscles are hilarious it's very weird oh, uh, dog muscles